The reading is from the book of Genesis. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, it took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the earth any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, in summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. And God blessed Noah and his sons, and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all the fishes of the sea, into your hand are they delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb have I given you all things. But flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall you not eat. And surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require it. At the hand of man, to the hand of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by him shall his blood be shed. For the image of God made he man. And you, be ye fruitful, fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth, and multiply therein. God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And behold, I establish my covenant with you, with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the fowl, the cattle, of every beast of the earth, with you from all that go out of the ark, and every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there be more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I have made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud and it shall be for a sign of the covenant 
between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow will be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. God said unto Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This evening, brothers and sisters, we've listened to the earliest account of a covenant that God initiated with the human race. In the story of Noah, we have our first outline of what a covenant means and our initial introduction to its structure. By the time I finished writing this sermon, I realized that most of it is in Hebrew. <laughs> I'm hoping you will all bear with me. There's probably way too much Hebrew in here, but I just can't help it. I'm, it's, it's compulsive. And I've stopped going to therapy, so I'm probably not going to overcome it. I'll be introducing several Hebrew words into our reflections this evening. We're going to begin with the first one, which I know you know. Berith. Berith. Which means... Covenant. I knew you knew. Covenant, okay, breathe. With respect to this subject, we will reflect on, count them, three points. First tonight, let us speak of the primacy of grace. This covenant with Noah is credited to God's initiative. It is his gift. God is the one who establishes the covenant. It comes from his decision and his resolve. Two verbs are used in tonight with regard to the covenant. God gives the covenant, Natan, and God establishes the covenant, Hakim. Kum means to stand. You might remember that line from the, from the Gospels, in fact, where Jesus says to the little girl, Talitha Kum, get up. Kum means to stand. Hakim is the, is the causative meaning, cause to stand, makes to stand, establish. Tonight's story is not about man's quest for God. The covenant is an expression of God's intruding himself into man's existence. 
Thus we read tonight, behold, I establish my covenants. Mekim, participle. Mekim. Et beriti, my covenant. With you and with your seed after you. Now since Noah was now in effect the new father of the whole human race, all human beings included in the covenant are included in the covenant. Indeed, all living things. I establish my covenant, he says. Vahakitoni et beriti. I establish my covenant with you, and never again will all flesh be cut off by the floodwaters. Now, eight chapters later in Genesis, in God's covenant with Abraham, we once again observe that the initiative is God's. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, Ani El Shaddai, I am El Shaddai, I am God the Mighty. Walk before me and be tamim, be perfect. And I will give, Natan, I will give my covenant, Beriti, between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. And I will establish my covenant. Habimoti et Beriti, I will establish my covenant. Same words. Between me and you and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Laberit laholam to be God to you and to your seed after you. Now in the two accounts of Noah and Abraham, we observe the same verbs and identical points of emphasis. God gives and establishes the covenant. He always refers to it as Beriti, my covenant. Now this is what's meant by the primacy of grace. It's not that we have first loved God, but God has first loved us. What shall we say of this initial covenant? All human beings, because of God's initiative in history, belong to a covenanted race. The whole human race is a covenanted race. The covenant has been established. Hakim is an institution of the structure of history. The covenant is a permanent institution in history. Therefore, there's always grace in the world. There's always grace in the world. Till the end of time, till the close of every man's life, God has promised to hear every prayer. He has bound himself to this promise. For this reason, any human thoroughfare might become without warning the road to Damascus. And every watering hole on earth might be transformed suddenly into the well at Samaria. In the words of Georges Bernanos, La Grosse, a part two.
Point two. Because God's covenant is permanent throughout history, memory, linear memory, pertains to its structure. What do God and man have in common in history? Shared memory. God and man have shared memory. Now, man may forget the covenant, but God will never forget it. And thus we learn some new Hebrew vocabulary. The Hebrew word zakar. Sometimes you have Jewish friends, you may notice a little lapel pin on the jacket with a zion. That's the zakar. Remember. What's he remembering? Well, he's remembering. He's remembering the Shoah. He's remembering the Holocaust. That's, that's what that means. Zakar means to remember. And the noun, zikaron, means remembrance. We also learn another word because God enforces this memory with a sign, an oath. King James Bible, I changed it on that, by the way. They, King James Bible is, on this one, they were way off. I, I won't read you what they had there because it offends me. Observe how the noun oath, sign, is joined to the verb zakar, to remember, and to the noun zikaron, meaning remembrance. Thus we read, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant, oath habirith, sign of the covenant, oath habirith, which I give, a share a knee notain, which I give between me and you, between every living soul that is with you for everlasting generations, lidarot halam. The sign of the covenant is the rainbow. Natati, I give, Natati, my bow in the cloud. And it shall be for a sign of the covenant, the oath, the wreath, sign of the covenant, between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow will be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant. Vazakarti et I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it to remember the everlasting covenant. Le zakor barith olam between God and all living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant which I have established. Oath, abirith, asher, akatomi, between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. The rainbow. 
Before proceeding further, allow me to pause on these reflections to observe how contemporary culture, if you can be called that, has deeply perverted the meaning of the rainbow. What does the rainbow mean today? Well, you all know what the rainbow means today. This ancient sign of God's permanent covenant with creation has recently been contorted into something wholly contrary to the structure of creation. I won't elaborate this any further, to refer you to a coming issue of Touchstone that will be dealt with in an editorial. Am I right on that? Oh, you don't know? Okay. I've read the editorial, so I, I didn't write it, but I, I did read it. So just read Touchstone and you'll have everything you need to know to get to heaven. Okay. <laughs> Third point. This remembered covenant is transmitted. It passes from one generation to the next. The Hebrew word for generation in this context is door. Door. It's most often used in the plural doroth, generations. <clears throat> the shared memory is social and intergenerational. It is a memory received and handed on. As God says to Noah this evening, this is the sign of the covenant which I am giving between me and between you and with every living soul that is with you for everlasting generations. Lodoroth Ulam, everlasting generations. In the covenant with Abraham, there's also a sign of the covenant. This one related to his coming, coming, his coming progeny. God declares unto Abraham, this is my covenant, this is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your seed after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant, same words. Oath between me and you. God continues talking to Abraham. I will establish my covenant. Same words. I will establish my covenant between me and you, between your seed after you, throughout all their generations. Their generations. As an everlasting covenant. These same ideas and images from Genesis are also found in the, in the account of God's covenant with Israel as mediated through Moses. In Exodus 12, particularly in connection with the Paschal Lamb and the ritual of the Seder, here the Lord instructs Moses. The text is a bit lengthy, but I know you will pay attention to it when I'm going through it. If I find anybody dozing off, then I'll, I'll 
I'll switch to Greek or something. On the 10th of this month, let each one take a lamb for each parental home, a lamb for each household. And the entire congregation of the community of Israel shall slaughter it in the afternoon. And they shall take the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel, on the houses where they shall eat it. I will pass through the land of Egypt on this night, and I will smite every firstborn in the land of Egypt. And the blood shall be for you as a sign, no oath, but for a sign, for the houses where you shall be, and I will look upon the blood and pass you over. Same verbs, exactly the same verbs. And this day shall be for you as a memorial, the Zikaron. And you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord throughout your generations. Same word. Your Doroth. And you shall celebrate it as an everlasting statute. We observe that God sees the covenant sign of the blood just as he sees the rainbow. It's a reminder for God in case God forgets, as though. So in the covenant with Noah, we perceive the outline and structure of the theology of the covenant in three points. The primacy of grace, memory, and inherited transmission. We're still in this, of course. I'm not talking about something olden days. This is now. These features also qualify the ritual of the new covenant, of which Jesus said, this cup is the new bereath in my blood. Do these things as a zikaron of me. I come now to the ministry of the deacon, who has to know this better than anybody. It's the deacon we charge to elevate the sign of the covenant. Even as altogether we call to mind all those things which have come to pass for us. The deacon of the church elevates the body and blood of Christ over the altar so God can see it and remember the everlasting covenant he has with us. I don't think anything, <laughs> we could do anything brighter than that to say what we think of the ministry of the deacon. Through the apostles and their successors, we have received this ritual from the hands of Christ himself, the mediator of the new covenant. 
as the central act of the worship by which we identified in a memory we share with God. <laughs>